Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the All-Star Networking Show. I'm Kathy Paper, and so excited to try something new today. We actually have multiple guests. Matt, the executive director of the Friends of the Global Market, had the big idea. Let's have a conversation. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, Natalia Mercado. I uh, actually work with NDC, the Neighborhood Development Center, as uh, the Business Lab Deputy Director. And uh, I'm also affectionately known as a serial entrepreneur here in the Twin Cities. Yes. And I'm happy to be here. My name is Kristen Denewell, and I'm co-owner of a company called Dynamico, which is play on the word for dynamic to describe uh, the digital world that we live in. And we help companies embrace what's next in technology through implementing CRM solutions. We're based in the North Loop, and we have a team of uh, smart uh, technologists and solution architects and things like that. Excellent. And I know you two also, you have a podcast as well. We do. It's called uh, RevOps Champion. So revenue operations is kind of a new term to describe uh, marketing, marketing sales and customer service teams together. They're the revenue operations of a company. And so it's uh, RevOps Champions is the name of the podcast. Excellent. So, Natalia, just say a little bit for people about um, NDC to set the context of how you and Matt know each other and the work that you do with entrepreneurs, and then we'll dive into networking. Okay, absolutely. Um, so, I know Matt. Uh, I work with NDC. Um, so does Matt. NDC actually co-owns co uh, the Midtown Global Market, and uh, NDC's been around almost 30 years providing um, education for entrepreneurs. We, we have a 12-week planet class. Ideally, they can leave the class with a, a completed business plan and they can be ready to go. Once they've completed that, they also can have access to our technical assistance, which is uh, business advising and consultation. And, and we can assist them with bookkeeping, accounting, uh, marketing and branding, and anything general, business management. Excellent. All the things that I wish I would have had when I was starting my business. Oh, right? likewise. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Skills that you learned. Great. And how broad does the neighborhood go? Yeah, so we, we have target areas. Um, our goal is to, you know, change the community, you know, one person at a time. And so our focus, our primary focus are uh, neighborhoods that are lower income. So our goal is to transform communities uh, one person at a time. And so we believe that if we can pour into one person and they can start a business, it, it kind of has a ripple effect. You know, their their kids can see them growing a business and their their neighbors and so on and so forth. So we're really intentional about the communities that we work in. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And Kristen, as an entrepreneur, you and I met, um, as I said, this is sort of all new new friends. You and I met at the Angel Fest, um, which was funding startup communities or startup businesses. Speak a little bit maybe about your entrepreneur journey, just so sure. that people know who they're listening to, and you, both of you are just a wealth of networking information. Sure. 
So uh, Groove is uh, Groove is a fund. Groove Capital is the name of the organization based in Minneapolis. A lot of the people came from Beta MN, and they've been involved with Twin City Startups Week for a long time. They started that, and they created Groove as a fund to invest in local startup to find funding for entrepreneurs who need to be represented and who, who are starting great businesses that solve important problems and things like that. And we started, my husband and I started our business, Dynamico, about 10 years ago. And it's actually very similar to Natalia's story with NDC is we know that the U.S. economy is mostly powered by entrepreneurial companies. So 86% of the U.S. GDP is through entrepreneurial companies. And those are the companies that are providing jobs putting food on families' tables and things like that. And so when we started our business, it was to to help those entrepreneurial companies that are trying to scale with the technology piece to help them give them a competitive advantage. And already before we started, there was a little bit of networking going on. There were business cards being passed around. My, my question is, why is a network so important to an entrepreneur or to any business person? As, a, as an entrepreneur myself and also doing the work that I do at NDC, it's really important because it's, it's all about who you know. And if you don't know what's available, you can't apply for it. You know? And we've seen that when it uh, comes to grant money or even just resources, you know, pro bono support. So it really is about who you know to be able to know what's available and to access those, those things. Right. Yeah. I to add on to that, I think it's who you know as well as what you know, right? And that quadrant of what you know you don't know and what you don't know you don't know and how we increase what we at least know that we don't know is through other people in our network who can introduce us to other resources that are available or concepts or ideas and things like that. And I think networking, the other reason I think it's just so important as an entrepreneur or really anyone is ultimately we're all social people and relationships and connecting with people is what makes life meaningful and it's just another form of building relationships. Excellent. I, I'm, um, I'm just thinking though, how, how did you get, how did you get started? You know, how do you, how do you get started building your network? Were you thinking, oh, I have to build a network? Or when you're advising these startup businesses, Natalia, are you saying, okay, now you're going to need to build a network? Is it, is it, is it a point in the 12 week class or is it just something that comes about? So, so as an entrepreneur, like I'm, I'm an introvert, believe it or not, I'm an introvert. And so I had to put myself in situations so that I can, again, so I can know who's, who's there. And, but I also had to come with the mindset of, I'm not coming to to get something. I want to be able to give something. And so when I'm sitting in a like a table like this, I'm trying to pay attention to what I can contribute or who I can connect someone to. And I've found that um, that often comes back to me. So I, you know, I would encourage people not to go in kind of like, okay, let me see who I can connect with so they can take me to the next level. Of course, that's a, a bonus. But I think coming with this idea of who can I connect with so that they can, you know, advance. And who can I be paying attention to so that I can maybe connect someone else later? Yeah. Kind of helped me as an, as an introvert, you know, to not feel like I'm doing something salesy. And then also for the clients that we work with, it's the same thing. It's just putting yourself out there, you know, so knowing who you are and not trying to be anyone else. So, you know, I don't have to, to show up how, how you show up and you don't have to show up how I show up. And that's okay. 
because we can still accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. You know, so there's no competition. Just just be yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I love what you said, Natalia. And I think on that thread of, you know, what can I contribute or what can I give to other people? There's a great book called The Go-Giver, which instead of the go-getter, it's the go-giver, which is how I think of networking as well as I'm not looking to sell anything or do anything like that. I'm just going to meet people, make more connections, expand my expand my connections and my network and um, see how I can help people. And as you do that, occasionally there'll be times where it's a win-win situation and people need what you do or vice versa and, and it's all good. But I think in terms of getting started, to go back to your question, Kathy, it's reminding yourself, you know, if I look back at myself like 20 years ago or 30 years ago, how would I get started? It's, I think it'd be helpful to know that most people want to help and are are flattered if you ask for help. So if I were a young younger person now and there was some area that I wanted to wanted help with professionally or to get more knowledge about, I would just ask someone even in my own company, you know, can we have coffee once a month um, because I'm trying to get better at this skill and just ask for for help. That's great. I like asking for help. Showing up and knowing who you are and then asking for help are are just such great tips for people to do it. What has been some of the challenges as you've built a network or maintained your network? Any challenges you've experienced along the way or things to watch out for as you're developing? Uh, So one thing that I, when I was younger and I kind of see in some clients now, this scarcity mindset so where you show up and you don't want want to share what you do, which is kind of kind of productive, you know, because the point is to discuss what, who you are and what you do. But I've I've seen people kind of hold their their business or their they think their trade secrets a little too close. So then people can't they don't know who you are. They don't know what you're providing. So they don't know how to connect you if an opportunity comes. And so I, I would definitely say there's no scarcity. And, and even if someone is doing something that you're doing, they can't do it like you. And so to, to feel free to, to be open and to share, you know, who you are and, and what your business is and even what you might need, just kind of let whatever happens after that. But when you kind of show up with your, your hands tight and, and closed off, you're not going to get the results that you want. That was great. I'd, I'd say a challenge maybe is uh, like just knowing where to start. So I, I grew up here, but then left for 18 years and got a job elsewhere and was living actually in other countries and then came back here about 10 years ago. And so I hadn't lived here for a long time and was essentially starting from zero in terms of my network locally. And so knowing where to start was, I had no idea what were good networking groups, what were the organizations, any of that. So I think in terms of overcoming that is to just get started. So find some groups and it takes a little bit of time to figure out what groups are actually a good fit for whatever you're looking for. And that's just really trial and error. I think a way to speed that up is, is talking to other people who might be more experienced or more familiar with whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and asking them to help suggest some groups that might be good ones for you to join or meetups or things like that. Good point. And I want to just ask a deeper question on that one, Kristen, because I see a lot of people, myself included, when I first started my business, I joined a lot of things, maybe like a half dozen and 
all of a sudden I realized I was not very good at being a participant in any of those. Do you recommend people pick a couple or how, how do you find that right balance of, you know, I'm in Rotary, I'm in BNI. I'm- yeah, so I probably did the same thing as you. <laughs> and I, I think, first of all, those are things are all going to change in life, right? Like so you have times in life where you've maybe got younger kids, you don't have as much time, times in life where you don't have kids at all or your kids are older. So I think it changes like how involved you can be in those things. Um, but to your point, to really get the most out of any group and feel like it's it's a win-win for the group, for you to be a member of the group for the group, as well as for you to feel like you're growing as a person from being in that group, you have to have time to, to be involved in the group and fully participate, show up, I'm, I used to be in a Vistage group, which was amazing. And what I liked about it is you were with the same 15 people every single month. So you got to know people really deep. And it was both, it's mostly professional, but you're, because you're going deep, you're getting to know people personally as well. And part of their, part of being a member of Vistage is you have to go to the meetings. If you, if you don't go, there's no point because you're not getting anything out of it and you're not contributing to to the group's knowledge either right now how did you how did you juggle you nodded your head and I was like I, oh good I introverts and extroverts yes. joined too many groups <laughs> we, I yes. thought it was just extroverts <laughs> no I did the same I joined a ton and you only have so much time as at one point I was doing so many uh, networking events I wasn't really working I wasn't doing you know the business so you do have to find balance right. for sure and I would also say you know try out a few like give them maybe one or two visits because and that that was like a rule I would always have to come back a second time because maybe the first time I was very nervous or overwhelmed and trying to you know understand what the the group was like and the the flow of it yeah so just giving it a fair fair chance before ruling it out but also being very intentional as well because your time is limited and you do want to build those relationships like you mentioned you you do want to invest time if possible be involved and not just kind of show up and leave, you know, um, I think the, the more meaningful ones are when you can get planted or have some kind of uh, impact in the group other than just what can I get out of it? Right, right. So let's go a little bit deeper. And then now you, now you have this network and you're cooking along and you have people. What are some activities that you do like on a daily or weekly or monthly basis? Like, do you have a, a schedule for keeping in touch with people? Or are you on LinkedIn every day? Or speak a little bit about how you stay connected to your network? Good question. I So in terms of LinkedIn, I think that is a good, a good way to just know what's going on and what other people are up to that you don't see that frequently. So I probably am on LinkedIn, if not every day, at least every other day. And when you're not meeting up with people, what I try and do is engage with them on LinkedIn. So either comment, you know, comment on their post or share a post or things like that. And then it's not a formal goal or anything, but I try and have at least two networking meetings a week, which which might be new people or it might be meeting up with people I haven't seen for a while. Yeah, I, I agree with LinkedIn. I do the same. I um, do a lot of connections there. I might even post something like I'm, I'm looking for this, you know, person or expertise. Uh, so I definitely use LinkedIn as, a, as a, a way to stay plugged in and to just also be updated, you know, on what people are doing and, and engaging. So I'll congratulate someone or, you know, really um, 
make sure I'm paying attention to people's life changes or business growth and things like that. Again, you mentioned like life is different, you know, so depending on the stage you are in life, you might have more time or less time. And so um, just paying attention to the stage of life I am, I'm in and what I can really commit to, you know, so maybe a few times a month. Uh, and also having that balance of building new relationships, but also making the time to nurture the ones that you already have, because you don't want anyone to feel like, oh, she got this connection from me and I haven't heard from her. And, and I wouldn't want to feel that way either. So just being intentional about the new and, and nurturing the yeah. existing. Yeah. Kristen might tell you later that I did drop the ball a little bit. We met at that conference and I talked about the podcast and I said, would you like to be a guest on the podcast? And then proceeded not to write it down. So then I, then I reached out and I was like, I think we talked about being a podcast. You know how you wake up and you're like, okay, yes. I think, I think I said, let's be That's a guest on the podcast. So maybe you don't remember it as vividly as I do, but I was like, oop, ball dropped, Kathy. It all, it all worked out. In preparation for today, I listened to a few of your other podcasts, Kathy, and in one of them, you, met, you actually interviewed your father, and he talked about the importance of relationships and reputation. And I think to your point, it's, you know, your reputation is everything. Like, do you do what you say you're going to do? If, you're fo- if you say you're going to follow up with somebody, do you follow up with them? And if you, someone hires you, do you do a good job for them or at least your best effort for them? So I agree with you. Like, I would never, I would never recommend um, something to, uh, to someone, someone that I think is important in my network who I have a relationship. I would never recommend something that I wasn't confident that the other person was going to do a good job for them. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I'm very protective of, relationships you know professional and uh, yeah you do want to be careful about who you're referring people to because to me um, they're a representation who I am and so again that's why it's like nurturing those relationships making sure that they are solid and getting to know people too Um, I always think on LinkedIn is interesting where I look at um, people's shared connections as a way to see, you know, well, who do you know? And then sometimes I will call somebody that's the shared connection and say, hey, tell me about Matt. What's Matt like? I'm getting to know him, you know. And then I, right away, I'm like, oh, yeah, Matt's great. He's got a great reputation. So that's one of my shortcuts sometimes. I like people. I see the potential in everyone. And so that's been just one other way for me to get another data point of now I'm going to recommend that person kind of all in. Because I do think people want to move quickly sometimes, and yet I'm in it for the long haul, and not everybody has that same stance on relationship. When people are opening businesses or starting new projects, a lot of times, you know, you have your punch list of stuff. We got to get our financing done. We got to figure out our marketing. We got to figure out our business plan. All these things. Networking so many times is nowhere even near the sheet at that point, right? But as we sit here in Midtown Global Market and we look at some of these entrepreneurs and vendors, if networking is not on their list, just think of how many challenges they come across that they can't resolve because they don't have somebody to lean on. Where is network on their scale of importance every day? Yeah. Um, so one thing that I thought of when you were, were mentioning that is sometimes we're, we're thinking that the network or the access is far. And it could be just the person next to you. Um, you know, I really encourage entrepreneurs to try to collaborate, you know, with the person who's next to you. It, you know, we call it the low-hanging fruit. Sometimes things are just is right there and you're missing it because you think, you know, is, is that person out there? Or if I could just get to that person, you have no idea that the person sitting next to you could have a connection or, or could take your business to the next level. And it's just a matter of um, 
not overlooking that opportunity in those relationships. There's a there's another really great book for entrepreneurs called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. And he talks about when you when what as an entrepreneur, when you think about a big something big you want to accomplish, it seem, it often will seem overwhelming. Not even as an entrepreneur, just anything in life that you want to accomplish, because we immediately start thinking, well, how could I possibly grow my revenue by X, or how could I possibly persuade my boss to do Y, or whatever the case is, and. The book Who Not How talks about the fact that you, instead of thinking about how do I do this, you think about who could I speak to who can help me do this. Because for everything that's really difficult for us that we don't know about and it's not maybe what we'd love to do, there's somebody else who loves doing that thing. We just need to connect with that right person. And I think, I mean, I often think about that. Is this, none of us are good at everything, so finding, finding your who's to help you is important. And I think uh, or part of networking and building you know, strong relationships is also being vulnerable and being open to, to saying, I don't have all the answers. I want to speak to somebody else who might be able to help me. And not feeling like I have to have all the answers because no one has all the answers. I I also, if I can speak to your question on this one, because I keep thinking about all the entrepreneurs here, is sometimes I challenge people to substitute the word networking for what they want. So that they say, I need more sales or I need more marketing, and then start to think about who do I know that could help me get this done? Or who could I talk to that's really good at sales? Or good at social media or some way so that I could find a shortcut. So to me, networking is all about, could I find a shortcut for some business problem or personal problem that I, that I have because somebody's probably done this before me because you never, I don't never, never wake up and go, Oh, I'm going to put networking down on my list. I just know I want to keep things moving forward. How could I do that? That's a good point. So if it's new to you, it feels, you know, anytime you do anything new, Maybe you do put it in the calendar. That was me. Like, okay, I got to be intentional. But then as you grow in it, it becomes more um, natural. You feel more comfortable. You're just doing it. You know, like just how you mentioned in the beginning, we just started talking and, um, and hit it off. It does become easier the more you do it. So just encouraging people just to step outside of their comfort zone and to, again, not try to be anyone else. It doesn't have to look like how other people connect and network. But it might stretch you, you yeah. know. Yeah, anything worthwhile is going to stretch you. Yeah, the stretch part of it. Final final tip. So if you're new, you probably know more people than you realize. So maybe sitting down and thinking about who is in your world right now, who's in your circle, and not approaching them with what can I get out of this person, but just learn about them. Like tell me about your business or tell me about your career or tell me about a hobby, even hobbies. It just blows my mind how people have these hidden skills that they're doing at home and people don't know about. And when you ask them, it's like, you can build a website like in two days, you know, and I've been doing it for six months. So just just getting to know people and, and not just keeping it surfacey. Yeah, it's great. I have a really simple one. When you go to an event and it's and you're, it's a little intimidating because you don't see anybody you know and you kind of have waiting around for someone to walk in that you know is smiling just goes a long ways to just because if you you can walk up to any any pretty much anyone and if you're smiling they're going to be friendly back to you and to just find somebody else who's not speaking to anybody yet or maybe also doesn't know anybody and smile and introduce yourself and it's 
pretty easy to just start conversations that way. Oh, wait, uh, let's hear it. Yeah, tip, please. Um, please have a way that people can get in contact with you. So it could be either a business card or now, you know, with apps, there are apps where you can create a digital business card and you can just shoot your information really fast to people. It's simple, but it's like, yes, to I want to get in contact with you, but you don't have a way. Right. And so now we're fumbling around it. Right. Yeah. How to do it. And I have one as a good way to wrap up is I think that also to thank your network. And to thank them and appreciate them, even when it's not just for something that they did or that you did for them. It's just show that appreciation because your network is so important. And I think you said it's about social connection and we want to build community. And so just saying thank you to your network. So I, with that, I say thank you to both of you and Matt for making time to do this podcast today. And everybody, come on down and have lunch or dinner at the Midtown Global Market. Looks like the new Momodosa is open and uh, I smell the dumplings coming. So we'll have to check that out at some point. Thank you both for being thank here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.